Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. Bonus rolling. Bonus rolling. Bony rolls, dog. Bony rolls. Rolling joints. Well, that we were just talking about how Katie was buying a bunch of weed at the store. (laughs) Yeah, she's. uh, It's easy to do. Enthusiastic. I mean, if Mm -hmm. if you, especially coming from when it was all the way illegal everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I had buddies that went to Amsterdam back in the. Back in the aughts, back in the late teen, early twenties, and how exciting uh-huh. it was, you know. And now it's still the it's still that way. If you remember how it is to like have to find weed and buy it now, to just go in a store like, and this candy and just a pre roll joint, and I'll do, and I never smoke. I have so much of it. I have yeah, so much weed. Yeah, it's incredible, the selection now. I think she likes it so much because it's just another thing to shop for. Yeah. She likes having options. She likes, ooh, I've tried this, but I haven't tried that. Let me get that this time. Yeah. She uh, she really she really does like the shopping aspect to it. I, because you can buy different kinds, I am learning the difference. I used to think, there's no difference. You go to somebody's house, like, this is sativa, this is indica. Like, it's weed, give it to me. But now to have it around the mm-hmm. house and know, like, oh, yeah, this one's going to do this. This one's going to do that. Oh, yeah. Like, all right, I yeah. feel you. Got to, Dude, the the things we've been on lately, um, I, f- I forgot the uh, brand name of the company, but it's basically just uh, uh, weed cigars. It's it's you mean just blunts? a cigar? It, well, not. I, mean, I always think of blunts as something you have to do yourself. Like, well, you know, mm-hmm. you, you you buy the cigar and you you cut it open, hollow it out. But they, but this is rolled just perfectly. I mean, it looks just like you know a traditional cigar. But uh, oh, and then they got the keef on the outside. They sprinkle it in, in the keef dust. Oh, and it's uh, been oh boy, rolled around that, that's, some goodies. Yeah, yeah, that's a good time right there. All I've right. been doing a lot of that. Yeah, I got, I, I got, I still have that nice glass pipe from uh, old Slob the glass blower. But I'll, <laughs> I'll pack that, and I, I get through maybe half a bowl of that. I'm like, you're done. You're done for the night. <laughs> you don't need are you a lightweight when it comes to weed yeah i just i feel I, you know what i i feel like now i guess i could kind of go a little bit bigger with it but i i always thought of it in terms of like oh i'm out and i'm gonna be social i can't i learned enough that like i can't maybe one hit and i'll be i'll still be weird as fuck but now being at home uh-huh and yeah. Rachel's d- sick of hearing me apologize. Like, I'm sorry, I'm stoned. <laughs> so and she'll just call me out. She's like, you're stoned, so you're panicked about everything. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, then. 
And then I'll just like, that's like, oh, permission to relax? Oh, cool. Okay, I, I will do that then. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I've been getting into it more, especially because it's like, all right, I had like a big whiskey, two beers, and then some weed. So it's not too much of anything. <clears throat> just a real nice It's a well-balanced evening, meal. Yeah, evening buzz. There you go, buddy. So well, Right on, man. Yeah. Fucking weed, dude. Fucking weed. Welcome to weed talk. Weed, bro. You all fuck around with that weed? <laughs> oh, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I mean, What's going on today, man? Nothing. You, is it still raining up there? It rains forever, man. It's Oregon. Yeah. It's going to rain forever. Yeah. I'm going to make some food today. I'll tell you that much. Instant instant pot, yep. though. So it's not like I'm making it. I'm just assembling. But I'm yeah, make, still. I'm well, a little, what are you doing? A little vegetarian goulash. You ever, you ever mess with goulash? There you go. I don't. I was thinking about goulash the other day when I was making uh, those e- those egg noodles mm-hmm. to mix with my chicken chili. Um, goulash very similar to like a stroganoff. Is that right? Is it just a little, I, like a stewy I, thing on top of noodles? Yeah. As a kid, I remember my mom making it, and really, and th- not a knock on my mom's cooking, but what I remember it being was like re- it was almost like sloppy Joe with vegetables mixed in it. And it was okay. and it was great. By the way, it was great. I uh-huh. I loved it. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it was a complicated dish. This one I'm making is that like lentils and vegetables, and it doesn't look like the same type of thing that I was thinking mm-hmm. of. But uh, did we we are what, what what's your take on sloppy joes? You don't like them? I fucking hate them. I I don't know oh, wow. if I think I just have bad memories as a kid. Um, all the only thing I remember my mom making. When I was a kid, was sloppy joes and fish sticks. Ugh, just those horrible uh, yeah. shake and bake particle board fucking fish sticks and uh, chicken casserole. Those are the only three things she Had made. Go to, and I just yeah, and I just remember even as a kid, I remember eating sloppy joes, thinking, why why don't we just have a hamburger? At least then I can you know it's something to bite into. But I just, it just felt like soup on a bun. I loved it, man. Ugh. I was all saucy. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, well, that's the goulash was just saucy. like that, but then it was like mixed vegetables in with it, and I enjoyed it very much. So, and do you serve that over rice or noodles or anything, or just as is? Back in the day, I think we would eat it with noodles sometimes. This 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 says you put noodles in with it, so we got a little rotinis in there. I like a ro- okay. I like a rotini or a fusilli because uh-huh. I feel it traps yeah. more of your uh, other food within the ridges. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? You get like an elbow macaroni yeah. or something. Unless it's getting into that tube, it's slipping right off. You get something with a corkscrew that's shape. True. That's gathering <laughs> a bunch of other. That's gathering a bunch onto it. Oh, so that's man. a strategic noodle choice. That is that is good. You know what I had the other day when I made that marinara? Um, I don't know what the name of it is. There might have been an additional name, but basically it was a baby uh, linguine. So it was it was cut like linguine, but it was even smaller. What's a linguine? And, uh, that was good. Is that flat? Yeah, kind of flat. And and now that I say it, I don't know what the difference between a linguine and a fettuccine is. Or is fettuccine referred to the Dave, sauce? You get some Italian to get up your ass about it, but... Yeah. But yeah, the little squared off noodles instead of round like spaghetti... Um, but and then these were smaller, 
uh, kind of like the angel hair version of linguine. Okay. And uh, man, that, that was good. Just you wouldn't think the shape, especially when you're talking about that. I, I get the shape of like a corkscrew or something, but you wouldn't think the shape would uh, add that much difference to the texture but uh it, you could tell it just had a different bite to it oh it was, sure man it was great i like a mustacholi noodle because it's straight you could use it as a little scoop which one is that long tube okay okay about an inch and a half long yeah. tube stab it on one end with the fork okay. use the other end to plow through the sauce get a little tube full of sauce there you go <laughs> like a little shooter yeah little sauce shots i like it man Making me hungry. I'm hungry. I, yeah, but I, I thought I was going to be healthy. I went to the store because I ate and then went to the grocery store. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting all salad fixings and shit. Now I'm hungry. I'm like, I bought a bunch of bullshit. Oh, good. Hearts of Palm. Great. That's going to satisfy <laughs> what I want. <laughs> that could be good. Make you. No, a big salad's what good. What can you do with Hearts of Palm? I love, oh, yeah. I just love trash salad. I got pickled beets, uh-huh. Hearts of Palm, mushrooms, onions. Uh, just a trash salad, no rhyme or reason. I kind of got my go tos of what I like putting in there. Get a get the big uh-huh. Tupperware bucket. Oh, Talking yeah. like a bucket. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll get full on a salad. I will get full. Here's a question I don't think we've ever answered, uh, or I've ever asked of you. We're just turning this one into Dave's kitchen, by the way. All right. Uh, what, what's uh, Kyle's uh, salad dressing of choice? <clears throat> Ooh, buddy. All right. Um, I, 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 I'll blue cheese all day on pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think Ian Carmel had a bit. Ian had some of the best food bits I ever heard. So we we already discussed oh, yeah. him talking about how he eats chicken wings like a like a hostage trying to open a doorknob with his mouth. Incredible. But he's like such he's a like, great description. But he's saying, hey, "Don't even tell me that you don't sit there and save." That half a hard boiled egg in a cob salad, so you could use it like a shovel to scoop up all the blue tree- cheese dressing <laughs> out of the bottom of the bowl. I'm like, yeah, that's Man. that's a big boy. It goes that's perfect. A, that's a big boy brain at work right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's perfect for that. Man, blue cheese. I love a blue cheese. I like blue cheese. I like stinky cheese as it is, and then you put it as a dressing. That's why I like a wedge salad, Dave. I told you my yes. trick with that with the smokehouse almonds instead of bacon bits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Salty, smoky. I do love a wedge salad. Uh, Outback makes a good wedge. They use a little bitty cherry tomatoes. Mm -hmm. They cut those in half, so you get a little half of cherry tomatoes on there. Got some of those. Little bacon. Yep. Mm, Man, that blue cheese. Their blue cheese is is on point. By the way, big fan of Outback salad dressings. I don't have a problem with Outback. I told you I went. That was one of my last. uh, that I remember of like going out for a steak meals. I just went. I was on the road and I went just on Outback. It was great. We've it's had solid. that. We've, we've had that discussion about how you don't like putting mm-hmm. all the slop on top of it. But I think I got some sort of <laughs> red wine, mushroom sauce, what have you. But uh, you anyway, go. yeah. No, I, I honestly salad dressing. I'd love the. What is almost like the Fuddruckers discussion? Like, just give me the mm-hmm. when you're at a table and like they got a variety out there. My neighbors uh-huh. used to own a pizza place, and they would come every time you got food. You got a little bowl of salad with it, and uh, and they would bring out like it was very. Looking back, it was way fancier than anything I've experienced going to restaurants these days. Just like suburban mom and pop place, but it was like a little silver platter with four dishes attached to it, and each one had a little 
different kind of salad dressing in it. Oh, okay. And I remember just being sprinkling a little ranch, sprinkling a little blue cheese, sprinkling a little Italian. Just love the variety. Man, speaking of that, that's one of my go-to moves uh, at certain salad bars. Uh, ranch and Italian. A little ranch, a little Italian, mix it all together. Oh, boy. Like a zesty ranch <clears throat> or a creamy Italian, depending really? on how you want to look at it. Okay. Yeah. Ranch and Italian go very well together. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I'll be honest, I cannot answer about a favorite dressing. It's really like, it's the mood <laughs> ring of foods, man. It's like, how are you feeling today? Pick out, I got, a, I got a door full of hot sauce, I got a fridge door full of hot sauces and dressings. Wouldn't have it any other way. All right, then. Is there any hard no in the dressing category? Like, no thanks on Thousand Island or no, Russian? No, Thousand Island, love Thousand yeah. Island. Doesn't show up mm-hmm. too often. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit sweet. Yeah. You got to be in the mood for it. It's like champagne. You're like, my mood for this might give me a headache. I might get a hangover. <laughs> French dressing. That was a, I don't know what this says about our household. That was a, that was a treat in the Canaan household. French dressing and cottage cheese. Whip it up. Have just French. Some weird chunky orange the, slop to eat for a snack. Orange. Okay. I was going to say, what's the difference from, between French and Russian? Aren't those very similar? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting those mixed up in my memory. I don't hmm. think there's much of a difference. And I, I doubt that the yeah. French had any hand. I don't think the French or the Russians <laughs> had any hand in these dressings. I think somebody <laughs> dropped vinegar and ketchup and was like, it's French dressing, and we'll call it French or something. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Now I'm hungry for salad even. Now I'm back to being hungry, yeah. but also hungry for the things that I bought. Which, see, we're not answering anybody's questions. We're answering our own questions. (laughs) Well, this this is a good segue into the first question. By the way, it's the uh, Boogie Monster bonus Q&A episode. Um, Working from the same batch that we pulled from last month, so uh, I think everything we're about to answer has not been answered. If we answer it twice, oh well. Take the ride with us, everybody. We'll we'll all get over it. But a good segue into our food uh, discussions here. Ariel Martin asks, hey, guys. Uh, hope you had a great holiday. Again, these are from last month. Hope you did too, uh, Ariel. <laughs> when y'all were first starting out in stand-up, what was your favorite treat meal? Mm. Hmm. Was there a place, did you do you guys have like a, a, a ritual or, or a, a good hang spot before or after shows back in Chicago? I, like, did you have any routines like, uh, uh, you know, Monday night I do this mic and then we go to this restaurant or bar? No, I mean, I was such a drunk that like I never would eat beforehand. If I was real uh-huh. starving, we'd be at the Lions then on Monday's nights and you just get some fried food or something out of their little, they had one of those little tiny bar kitchens. But then mm-hmm. afterwards, it was like I just stayed there drinking and then would go home. Again, I've, yeah. I, as I've apologized for that behavior and acknowledged how dumb it is now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because I was always driving back to the Burbs. And th- this is my thinking, as incorrect as it is, was like, oh, if I'm going to eat before, I'll get sleepy. And I won't be able to get as mm-hmm. drunk as fast as I have food in me. And then afterwards, well, if I eat now, I'm going to be sleepy. i got to drive home. Yeah. So I never. Just gets gets in the way what about you um what a treat meal per se but i remember when i first started like the first year maybe two years um i'd i was living way up in the sticks and i would come down about at least three times a week to do shows you know in the city of atlanta yeah and uh Kind of my routine, at least twice a week, I, uh, I'd hit up that place, Eats. I, I think we've been I there together. Eats, you ever yeah. eat Eats? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, 
good little mom and pop spot. Does jerk chicken, fresh homemade veggies, stuff like that. Um, just a real cool, chill atmosphere. But I would always go down there. I'd get down there at like the shows would be like nine. I'd get down there at like five thirty or six, eat a big meal. That mm. way, I'd have time for it to kind of you know digest and wear <laughs> off before you know the show. But then I would just I was so you know you remember that first year, those first couple years where just your life was so engulfed with stand up. But um, I'd go down there and eat about five thirty, and then I would just hang out for like two three hours afterwards and just work on my set. You know, mm-hmm. go over my set list, punch up my joke, just just used it as like my cool study hall hangout, man. And uh, that was my routine. And sometimes, uh, you know, other comics would meet me and, you know, we'd have a little joke machine session or whatever. But that was kind of my little ritual, at least twice a week. I'd hit eats, big <laughs> meal, and then just, uh, you know, I mean, back then it was just, it's so funny how like the whole day I would just be mentally preparing for a five-minute set just all day. Oh, yeah, man. And, uh yeah, and that was kind of the uh, the little pregame ritual. It was like, all right, I've spent three hours at Eats. I think I'm ready for my five-minute set tonight. So I, I miss those days. That was a lot of fun. Well, also having um, having Laughing Skull as a part of that Vortex place, too, I'm sure was mm-hmm. an easy, like, oh, yeah. I guess I will get a silly burger. I think yeah. the food was yeah, there. Yeah, that was, was another The food good was hang. pretty good, though. Yeah, it was solid. For being it was, what it was, like it was, silly burger place type of thing. yeah. It was a little bit of a novelty. It wasn't mm-hmm. the best burger, but it was still pretty serious. It was pretty pretty good burgers. I mean, uh, people don't know what we're talking about. Vortex, two locations in Atlanta. One was uh, adjoined to the Laughing Skull. But, yeah, the whole thing was novelty burgers. They, mm-hmm. they had a menu that had, like, at least 20 burgers on it. But, yeah, that was a good hang spot for comics, having that right there. Yeah. But, yeah, the good old days where we could go to restaurants and bars and comedy shows. Man, we go, yeah, the, after shows and everything, the spots in Chicago, it was, uh, what was there? It was a, there was Congress Pizza people would wind up at after shows at the Fireside. I think that was one of the spots. We'd always go to uh, Arturo. I've spoken about it before. Arturo's and uh, Lazo's are the two burrito, the two Mexican restaurants that are right next to each other. And okay. uh, man, I do, I do miss a good old greasy Chicago burrito. As far as if I'm not eating meat anymore, and that's one of the things I yeah. miss. It's like not even something fancy that I miss about meat. Like oh, beautiful mm-hmm. uh, prime rib. It's like man, I miss a good carne asada burrito with oh, the yeah. like the coti- like the chihuahua cheese or whatever kind of cheese they put in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were because they were always open late too, so those were good go to spots. Otherwise, I remember going to Hollywood Grill. Man, that was uh, every that was like a, that was a real people. People were there alone, and they wound up there because things didn't go well that evening. Oh, really? Type of spots. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, real drunk, real drunkards. Mm. Or shit. I, yeah, I guess I take that. But there was like gold, the Golden Apple Restaurant too, which is kind of like a Denny's sort of thing that was a chain and just you know diner food. Okay. Mm-hmm. But speaking of burritos, uh, what are your thoughts on the huevos rancheros? Do you ever mess with that? That's something you could probably eat love as a vegetarian. Them. Love it. God, I still eat. I love it rancheros. so much. Yeah, Mexican breakfast, dude. I've been doing. Oh, dude, we got that spot literally across the street. Like I have a Mexican place literally ninety feet away, and uh, it's not the best. Like we often go to other Mexican or, or you know get delivery or takeout from other ones nearby. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. It's not the best, but they're uh, they got a huevos ranchero seven bucks, 
mm-hmm. I'll just call it in, walk across the street, pick it up. Seven bucks, get two eggs, rice, beans, tortillas, a sauce. Oh, boy, good times. Yeah, I used to get it love at it. Uh, Cafe 101, which is closed down now, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, they shut down. If people don't know, that was uh, that was the diner they featured in uh, Swingers and several other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, tons of Right movies. down the street from the uh, last place we were living in L.A. there. Yep. And they were open 24 hours, so that, was, that would be if I was out drinking with, like, Cookie or somebody in Hollywood and I was walking back to the apartment, and I was like, I just can't even make it any further. i got to stop and get food. I'd stop in there. <laughs> yeah, that place was solid. But yeah, Huevos Rancho. Mexican breakfast, man. Around here, too, just egg, just tortillas, just eggs, eggs and cheese and salsa mm. and a tortilla. Such an easy, Love it. tasty way to start the day. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. What else we got here? Um, Nate Goyburn. That's an I, not an L. Nate Goyburn. Goyburn, sure. Uh, what's a movie or TV show you love to watch when you're under the weather? I mean... That's a good question. They're watching The Sopranos for the 17th time. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos. Um, uh, Seinfeld's definitely one for me. That's just comfort. Just throw that on. It's just familiar. Um, I I love documentaries when I'm when I'm just laying around and I don't feel well. Like uh, yeah. you know, if I'm just taking a sick day, just not leaving the house. You know, a couple of good documentaries. I like that. But TV shows probably as much as you know. I love Sopranos. That's that's more of an event. I don't just I have to be in my cycle of Sopranos. Yeah. You know, I, I don't just watch one off Sopranos. Uh, goes so, according but Seinfeld to your zodiac or, sign where the moon is. <laughs> Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm is just I could throw something one of those on you know out of context without having you know been watching a lot of it lately or whatever. I can throw on one of those and that always makes me feel better. Well, cause, yeah, under the weather, it's like all right, yeah, you don't want to be challenged too much. I'm trying to think now because everybody's treating this like sick days, sitting at home watching shit. Yeah, yeah I've been watching. Man, we get stoned. Man, The Simpsons has just been finding the sweet spot the last couple weeks. As far I gotta as, get into I, that. You I, were I talking about my that. ass off at some bits. Um, granted, where is they on? I, that's on. Are they Disney. on a streaming? Yeah, it's on Disney. Oh, okay. I don't have that. So, yeah, we got all these bullshit things around here. You know what? Mm-hmm. Me and uh, my sister one day. I was back visiting Chicago, and we were at her place, and it was like super shitty winter day. And Tegan's also real good of like, wanna just piss this one away on some TV? I was like, hell yeah. And mm-hmm. we watched How I Met Your Mother for probably nine hours. And I'm I'm not gonna say that it's good, but I Ooh. will say that it was an under the weather kind of it's not challenging me. Neil Patrick Harris has a couple good laughs in there. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying as far as passing mm-hmm. the time for a day, where we're both just going to sit there and shut down for a bit. It 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 that it, it filled that void. I can I can't mm-hmm. defend the quality of the program, but it it did exactly what uh, Nate was asking about. Okay, filled the time for a shitty day. My version of that, a show that I'm not like a huge fan of, and I would never mm-hmm. defend that it's great, but it is worth watching and it's it's uh comforting and entertaining king of queens it you know i'm not going to say it's the best show ever but just but you're going to get for jokes. whatever reason you, mm-hmm. you're going to get just some dude jokes 
easy to watch. How I Met Your Mother had a little bit of a you know love story, a little. Ooh, is this going to happen? Is this person like a little bit of an, enough drama to like? All right, let's start the next episode. Easy mm-hmm. viewing. Is um is that the one? Is Jason Segal in that one or am I? Uh, Jason uh, Siegel is. is Jason Siegel Segal yeah, is uh, yeah. That's the last name of <laughs> uh, national. But treasure. is he in that or, or am I? No, he is. is. A, yeah, uh, yeah. but okay. I get that show and. Um, there's How I Met Your Mother, and then there's another one. The, oh, I, I guess maybe Big Bang Theory. I get those confused. Yeah, it's there's nothing exceptional about the setup of, mm-hmm. you know, the bouncing point of like here's friends in a city that uh, have a interactions. You know, speaking of Jason, how do you pronounce it? Seagull. 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 Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Speaking of him, uh, Freaks and Geeks is on Hulu now. Did you ever watch that? Never watched Freaks and Geeks. Solid, solid little program. Only ran for one season. I think they did like 10 or 13 episodes, something like that. Uh, Judd Apatow, one of his first things, even yeah. though he didn't, I think he produced it. I, I, Paul Feig, I think, wrote and direct most of it. But it's um, the, basically that whole crew's first, all of their first big gigs. Him, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Franco, Seth Rogen, um, the lead gal, what's her name? Uh, she's great. Um, I forgot her name, but people who've seen the show know what I'm talking about. But yeah, that's that's on now, and uh, that's a solid little uh, set in 1980, and just high school uh-huh. 1980. Um, you know, so there's a lot of that period. Uh, is, even though I think they made it like in the late 90s, uh, a lot of that period. Linda Cardellini. Cardellini, that's the gal. She's great, but uh, a lot of good music references. You know, a lot of uh, classic rock stuff, and then. Um, you got the freaks, which is you know the cool kids, and then the geeks is her bro- little brother and his crew, and the geeks are very endearing because uh, they're all like thirteen, fourteen, and the, they're all three of them are obsessed with comedy, so they're always talking about Steve Martin and Bill Murray and Albert Brooks and stuff like that. So that's kind of funny to see these kids that are you know kind of a precursor to a comedy nerd, and uh, yeah, but yeah, solid show. They got a lot of funny solid people show. in this, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of uh, yeah, I... what's what's the what's the guy? He was big and then lost weight. This guy from in that show? From, no, he's from Super. I just the name is a slip in my mind. Jonah Hill. Super uh-huh. super ripped now. Oh, is he really jacked? Like just not fat, not no, just no, not fat, but actually jacked. 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 Good for him. Way to go, man! Jacked up. Went for it. That's a, that's a thing. Not to say it's like if somebody's like a, a big guy and then they're funny and they lose weight, is sometimes it's like, oh, is, is the funniness going to be there? Mm-hmm. You know, if you changed your the physical appearance, went with the character that you developed for so long that people got used to it. Old Jennifer Grey changing her nose. Now nobody's like, oh. <laughs> we liked you from uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Now we don't even recognize you. Uh, Mark, Mark from Ohio says, what was the first thing you truly got busted for by parents or police when you were younger? I almost, oh, I almost went into it a uh, Mitch Hedberg bit. Of course, when we were younger. Which was what? He's, he's like, hey, this is oh, a picture of me when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. It was a picture of you from the future. For when you're older, that's a weird camera. <laughs> 
Every picture is a picture. Yeah, every picture is a picture of you when you were young. Oh, man. I mean, I got, let's see, but my parents, me and my sister got in trouble for starting a bonfire, like a, well, a bonfire, a tiny fire in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Because we got in trouble for playing with matches as little kids. And then we got in trouble for going on the roof of the grade school. We, I, I, do you go through that? <laughs> did you go through that thing like being a kid where you're like, I'm going to get on top of that? Like yeah. I was just, oh, it was yeah. like a cat. You were like, I was like, I'm going to get on that. <laughs> Let's see if we can get up on that. That's all we want to do Trees, was get on fences, top of shit. Yeah. Sheds. Oh, mm-hmm. just yeah. yeah. How can we scale a structure? That was that. I think that was our goal. Every day was like wandering around going, I think we can get on the roof. <laughs> can we get inside that building or can we get on top of that building? Yeah, that phase was universal as a kid. Uh, I went through different phases of like f- uh, physical feats. Like when I was <laughs> six, seven, like when you're six, seven, eight years old, I was obsessed with foot speed. I wanted to race anybody and everybody. Hey, you want to race? Let's race. You just we'll look like you were trying out and for all the Olympics. Every sport in the Olympics, yeah. eight-year-old Dave's out there yeah. crafting javelins and shot puts. Absolutely. Just chucking cans uh, so, of soup over your shoulder. <laughs> Always wanted to race, and then when I got a little older, around 11, 12, then that transformed into uh, jumping ability. Hey, you think I can touch that? I bet mm-hmm. I can touch that. Couldn't walk under a doorway without jumping up and touching that it. That was a big thing. Um, but the uh, the need to, to <laughs> what did you say, uh, wanted to scale structures? Yeah. Uh, the, the need to scale things was always there. I From... From the time I could walk, I was trying to climb trees and fences and all kinds of shit. I loved it. I don't know how you were with your brother. Me, Tegan and I were real good at teamwork. So it was a lot of like prop a skateboard <laughs> up, then I'd stand on the skateboard, and then she'd climb up on top of me. She was usually the one, because she is smaller and light, lighter, so she'd be the final piece. Uh-huh. Like She'd be the one yeah. to accomplish the goal. <laughs> she was one. All of a sudden, I'm outside. She was on a garage roof. I'm like, how'd you get up there? She's like, I don't know. I just figured it out. So we spent the summer <laughs> getting on the garage and then jumping off the garage. I um, To answer this question, this is kind of uh, it's kind of personal and gross here, but, you know, it's the bonus episode. Yeah, what you uh, <laughs> I got tr- <laughs> First time I ever shaved my pubes. Oh, no. I uh, l- Let's just say I made a mess of it and... Uh, <laughs> And then I lied about it. I blamed it on my brother. My my parents were like, uh, "Hey, could y'all come in here? What's 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 all this?" I was like 13, first time I figured out to like you know kind of do a little maintenance down there. And I was like, hey, "Not me." 13, you're already so shaving it off. 13, I was like, "Look at all this. Yeah. This is great." 13 or 14? I was, yeah, I mean, I it wasn't like a routine habit. <laughs> it wasn't something I used to do a lot, but it was just like, you know, I wonder what would happen if I shaved all this. And Jesus uh, Christ. Just bold face, just like, must be must be Jay. I don't know what you're talking about. If I had to guess. And Jay's looking at me like, you fucking idiot. Like, he knew, you know, yeah. he knew that he didn't do it. So he's like, you're just fucking lying. And I'm like, what do you, nope, I don't know. I will show them my testicles right now. <laughs> yeah. This is I'm not how I want to prove that I'm innocent, but I will do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's I don't like know the what, Michael what Jackson trial where he had to provide photos of his penis. 
Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think. That surely there was other stuff that I got busted for. We, I told you about the time I ran from the cops when I was 16. Oh, and the, yeah, in the car, yeah. We, we, yeah. We got the cop. I think the cops came to the grade school just because somebody reported people on the roof of the grade school. And so they're like, yeah, just don't do that. We're like, yeah, of course. Then we got we got in trouble. We got in trouble for trespassing in a cemetery. A seminary. I told that story. Um, <laughs> what else? We never got. I think cops did a, did a drive by when me and my buddy were like fireworks. I mean, juvenile stuff. Nothing really super interesting. I mean, and then I got you know I got busted for theft and. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got busted being stoned, where I got stoned and I came home, and I just could, I was just so high. Have you ever been to that point where, like, no matter what happens, it's going to be funny, and then you're also upset because you know that you shouldn't <laughs> laugh, but you're going to, and then that makes it worse? Because I got home. I'm I've like, never. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Well, so I came home, and I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm, I, you know, you fall for that, like. As long as you tell the truth, you can't get in trouble, which is utter bullshit yeah. from a parent. Yeah. Utter bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. And so my mom's just like, what were you doing? And I just, like, right there, I'm like, I, there's no way. Like, I, I'm a terrible liar. And if you've ever had, like, like that, because you doubt yourself. You're like, I don't think I'm a good liar. And then you can't lie. So I, I was like, what were you doing? And in my head, I'm like, you could lie. And I was like... You're a bad liar. And I just blur. I'm like, smoking weed <laughs> and lost my mind. <laughs> Laughed at how quickly I gave myself up. And then she was pissed <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing at her oh, yelling man. at me. And she's like, do you know what they put in there, Kyle? Heroin. PCP. And then I really lost it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, heroin. Our fucking shit dime bag that we all split four ways has heroin in it. <laughs> yeah. And I was laughing oh, so hard at that. And then my dad comes in because he's just had enough of me fucking off in life at this point. He goes, listen, Kyle, I don't mind smoking a little grass once in a while. And then I was like, my dad calls it grass. And I <laughs> called my friend Bob, who just dropped me off and had gotten back home. Well, I was getting yelled at to just call and be like, I got busted. <laughs> I was laughing so hard in the phone while they're both yelling at me. And, uh, oh, man, it was, I was just like the geeked out at the worst time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Grass. <laughs> I'm smoking grass. You call weed grass. It's the most dad <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Oh, man. That's awesome. Oh, I was trying to find a video you sent me to answer this next question, and I can't find it. I miss, um, I miss but I'll go ahead and ask the what question. Is, yeah, what is it? Uh, trouble dump. Oh, got a, got a trouble dump. Trubby dumps. What's the funniest fart either of you have, have had? And I was trying to... Uh, Sam Talent? Defer to that video of Sam Talent that you sent me. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Good Lord. That's the most epic fart that there's that I've ever heard. God damn it. I can't find it. it was, on Insta- was it on his Instagram or I think it's on, it was on I think Nathan it, Lund's? Uh, I thought it was on his. 
I don't know. Just look up. If you're not, you should be following Sam Talent anyway, but look it up. And it's just him laying on his back, crying like a baby, and then rips. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he goes, where? Where? The 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 biggest. Truly astronomical uh, release is what I'll call it. Like it sounded like an earthquake. It was. I sent that to a lot of people when I heard that. (laughs) People that I knew that would appreciate it. I'm like, well, here you go. I mean, it's, it's the best fart. It was, uh, God, I got, I I couldn't believe I went, uh, when I was at comedy attic in Bloomington, we all went to like a cemetery. Cause one gal that was there was like, Oh, you know, I'm kind of in the ghost hunting thing. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll follow you guys. And of course it's after the two shows on Friday or whatever and drinking. Mm -hmm. But I got, I got them at least twice where I was like, Oh guys, quiet. Do you guys hear that? And everybody would stop, and then I just <laughs> just blast one, just fog out a tombstone, and they'd be like, "Come on!" I'm like what? And then I, I got, you got him again. me that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you got me on that trick on the uh, when we were shooting that pilot. It's <laughs> a good trick, man. Yeah, it's a classic. I was really, I thought it's you really classic. heard something. Yeah, it's classic. You're like, wait, what's that? And just, <laughs> um, it's a classic bit, man. Trying to think. I can't remember the best fart I've ever had. You know, every now and then you get some, and it's just, uh, it's top shelf, you know? But you can't force it. No. No, it's like comedy. You either got it or you don't, man. I remember the, uh, my first day of college when I was playing, I I played football at West Georgia for a few months, (laughs) and the first day we're moving into the dorms, and I, uh, had to go to the, had to go take care of some business, in the uh, in the bathroom and uh, written on the door, and I, I don't know why this always stuck with me. It's so funny, but somebody had wrote a little poem on on the door. Uh, Here I sit, all broken hearted, tried to shit but only farted. Later on, I took a chance, tried to fart but shit my pants, and that has always stuck with me. Uh, some uh, real uh, real toilet bowl E. E. Cummings right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real pp com- no, Cummings. <laughs> I can't think of any uh personal farts um that are worth talking about. Um nah. hey, when you live my life every day's a treat, you know. <laughs> my whole life's a fart. Let's 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 here's let's move on from the flatulence. <laughs> here's one for you, Kyle. Lee Singleton asked, uh, Kyle, what's the worst crash you've had on your bike while you're getting radical? Ooh, let's knock on wood. Uh, bus, uh, stitches and a broken helmet from one of them. Mm. Where like yeah, I, I fell so hard that I was like laying like did the thing where I laid there and had to like all right, wiggle your toes, wiggle your hands. And didn't know what happened, but oh, I, I, I split my knee open. But I, that that crash, I remember my head sliding on the ground and hearing the he- sound of the helmet. I'm like, that's why you wear a helmet. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, outside, I mean, I got five stitches in my knee, but outside of that, I was like, fine. Because it was knee stitch. I mean, it's like, you know, you bang up your knee. Not mm-hmm. like a tough guy thing, but it's, a, a, it's the corner of your body, so it gets beat up, you know. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, I sprained both my knees. I think the worst is when I went over the bars into a bunch of poison oak because it wasn't like a cool injury, but I just had poison oak for two weeks afterwards. And I didn't realize I had landed in poison oak, so I went home after. Mm-hmm. I saw a snake. There was a snake in the trail. And there's a lot of rattlesnakes. So I was like, oh, shit. And hit. there was a new bike and new brakes. I hit the brakes and went over the bars off the side of the trail. So I started sliding down the side of this hill. So I had to like, grab onto all the shrubs to keep from sliding further down the hill, which all happened to be poison oak. And I looked up, and the snakes started coming off the trail down the hillside towards me. So I had to scramble through Ooh. all the poison oak to get back up on the trail. And then went home like, wow, that was crazy. Ooh, I itch a little bit. And then... Lo and behold, found out I'd been rolling around in poison oak and touched everything I owned. Ugh. Because I didn't know. So that was that one was uh, pretty nasty, too. This, earlier this yeah. year, I went off the side. I went about 10 or 12 feet off the side of a trail. Fortunately, really? Fortunately, landed in some bushes, yeah. It's like a slow fall, so I can kind of put it all together as it was happening, which is always... It's almost mm-hmm. worse when you're like, oh, maybe I'll choreograph this one. I'm like, no, just go loose. <laughs> choreograph it. Oh, boy. Uh, what about, you got, I mean, maybe not a bike ride, but you're a sports guy. You get banged up on the on the field. Yeah, I was lucky that I didn't. I, I got a couple of concussions. I had uh, two dislocated shoulders. Damn. But, uh, yeah, other than that. Did you pop it back um, in? Blood sports style? Yeah. Yeah, sure did. Both times. I didn't. The uh the trainers back, the trainers back on the one field? time they were or did you sit it out? Uh yeah. Oh oh no. Back back out there, man. Back out there. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was We had it was uh I my whole senior year I was injured like every game, but we had um I was so stubborn that um I I had worked all four years to get to like the starting position. And uh, finally was a starter. And we had, like, really good backups and stuff. And I was like, man, if I miss a game, you know, I'm going to lose my starting job. Because that would happen, too. Like, you know, yeah. even if you're a starter, you get hurt, you miss a couple games, your your backup performs well. And then, okay, I'm healthy, but now you're, now you're still second string, even though you're healthy. Uh, just because, you know, I didn't want that to happen to me. So I was like, no, I'll go back in. So, yeah. Um, Think about pro Two athletes concussions. that operate on that level too, of like, oh no, I'm like oh. pretending to be fine because yeah. of contracts and what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got addicted to uh, a leave my senior year. I was popping like ten leaves a day because uh, I I'd, I'd messed up my shoulders and messed up my knees. Had some some real bad knee pain. Nothing like never had surgery or anything. Just yeah. just football just fucks up your knees. Um, but yeah, I remember I was just popping like I was going through like a whole bottle like every two days. Damn, leaves no joke, my, man. Yeah, I didn't. That's you know, the I strong didn't stuff. That's like the back. This stuff mm-hmm. for your back. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been lucky, you know, in terms of sport. I never broke any bones in sports or anything. Um, never really hurt myself. I mean, I, I told that story about how I literally thought I almost died when I fell backwards off a lawnmower yeah. down a cliff. <laughs> Took about a, a ten foot, about an eight or ten foot little cliff. Fell backwards off of that, um, and then the damn mower almost landed on top of me. That Man, was scary. What a, but, what a gruesome, what a gruesome way to go. Yeah, yeah, it, that was really scary. Like it, everything, I mean, it was cliche, but like everything was in slow mo, and I was like, oh shit, this is how I fucking die. 
because I just <laughs> I just saw this fucking two thousand I don't know two thousand probably a thousand pound lawnmower just falling down on top of me. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, what a stupid way to die, <laughs> and uh, somehow it missed me. So that was very lucky there. But yeah, I've been lucky in terms of the injuries. Nothing uh, too serious. Ooh, oh, me. what else we got? Uh, let's give a, that was a that was a Kyle question. Let's have a Dave question. Stephen Murray, uh, Stephen Murray, Stephen Murray. Have you ever cooked a pork crown roast? If so, do you have a preferred recipe and process? In parentheses, it wrote Dave. No shit, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, not only have I never cooked a pork crown roast, I don't think I've ever seen one. Um, although it sounds good. What is that? What's pork that like? The one roast. with the, all the. That's uh, it's something to where I think they, if I understand it correctly, they take looking it up a rib loin and then and then and then shape it in a way, shape it in a circle. But yeah, you know what? You've seen them. It's got it's like a circle and it got all the bones yeah. pointing yeah. upwards. I, I honestly don't know how they do. It. I, I think that's just a rib loin that they. Looks that like they a, shape into a bend into a circle. I think. Yeah, it's like a delicious true detective type of dish. <laughs> but no, I uh, I've never experienced that. Uh, I've I've never cooked the the beef version of that either. I've had the beef version uh, some holiday a few years ago. Wow. I forgot somebody had cooked a crown roast. An but, item uh, that Dave has not cooked. Good one, Stephen. Maybe yeah. you got to try this. Yeah. Pork chops all in a, a ceremonial headdress. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? Oh my god. Keep it with the food train. Aaron uh, Aaron Jackwins or Waquins, Waquins. Sorry, Aaron. Uh-huh. Dave, have you ever used a toaster to reheat one of your biscuits? I have. That's a great way to do it. It's what a do you wonderful do? way to do it. Split it in half, pop it in there. Split it in half, uh put a little butter, you know, I cut it in half, put the butter on and put it back. Uh, that way, it melts on both sides. You think a toaster and, uh, oven yeah, or toaster? How are you putting butter on it and putting it in a toaster? Uh, I'm sorry, toaster oven is what I'm oh, referring okay, okay. to. Um, well, no, this, I've never done it with an actual toaster. To I've done. Toaster here, so. Oh, okay. No, I haven't done that. I've done it with the toaster oven. However, another good trick for your toaster is uh, you turn it on its side, and you can put two slices of cold pizza in there and toast mm-hmm. those bad boys. It works great. Yeah, Dave. Uh, pizza. The guy who. Absolutely did not burn down a cabin. Is telling you to use your toaster mm-hmm. on its side. <laughs> <laughs> you know they uh, did. They tell you they re- they rebuilt the cabin. The cabin's back. Are you allowed anywhere near it? I. Uh, they keep. Father in law keeps asking what I'm going to come up, and he calls me Smokey. And he's like, "Hey, Smokey, don't be don't be afraid to come back up here." And I was like, "Ah, I'll take your word for it." But uh, yeah, they finally it's it's they're moving uh moving in furniture as we speak. Well, good for them. So, let's not uh, yeah. let's not heat anything on a sideways <laughs> toaster. I, now, I'm gonna right now go on the record and say I don't know if I agree with that uh, method. So mm-hmm. if, it, if, it oh, comes, it great. if it comes back on the to the boogie monster, <laughs> this is where Kyle and Dave split legally. Is that uh, Dave told you to? <laughs> Put your toaster on its side. You know what you do? You want to take your po- you put your microwave, turn it upside down, and then it cooks the stuff from the bottom to the top, and to the top to the bottom. Um, all right. You take the door off oh. of it, and it really keeps it even. Uh, Trixie Emerson, our pal. Trixie Emerson, 
asks, what are some liquors that are good for someone who is relatively new to drinking? Oh, here's the beauty of drinking, <laughs> Trixie. All of them. And you'll learn. You will learn. That sounds like such an innocent question. It, what are some liquors? It is. Oh, you are going to learn. I, I, I don't feel like it's a gatekeeping thing, but I think you have to mm-hmm. um, learn some lessons. <laughs> you know, learn What's some the first things. liquor you drank? I got the first. I remember mine. The first time I got drunk was on, I think we had a case of Ice House and we were drinking vodka with Tang. Ooh. Yep. Oh, God. Like I said, Trixie, these are. This is. Nobody can tell you. You need to learn what not to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's how alcohol needs to work. So, vodka and tang, if it sounds good to you, give it a shot. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I will tell you what not to do. Don't do what I did the first time I ever drank. I told you, I didn't drink till I was like 25. Mm-hmm. Never, Literally never touched it in high school, college, nothing. Uh, didn't drink until I was 25. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was making like mixed drinks. And I forgot what she was making. I don't know. She made some screwdrivers or this or that. But she was intentionally making them very weak because she knew I had never drank before. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of these mixed drinks. <clears throat> and I'm like, um, I don't feel nothing. I don't feel nothing. And uh, for some reason, she had a bottle of Goldschlager. Oh, boy. And I said, give me that. And I chugged. I didn't chug the whole bottle, but in one gulp, I probably had about four or five drinks worth, four or five shots worth. And, uh, oh, boy, about an hour later, I'm uh, I'm scrubbing the carpet. There was was that whole, like, freshman class of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Of like Goldschlager and Schnapps and Jaeger and ninety nine bananas and like Cuervo Gold, like this whole category of just oh you're you're either brand new to drinking or you're such a a rotted out alcoholic that flavor doesn't matter and you just need what's cheap to stop the shakes. <laughs> And that was, I put Goldschlager mm. in that kind of college party booze. Yeah. What is the actual liquor? Is that, is that like a, um, it's like a schnapps? Like a schnapps? I think so. Yeah. I was just thinking the other day about how, yeah, I was the big man, Boone's Farm. We used to drink Red Dog. Mm-hmm. We, Red Dog was always cheapest. Yeah. I remember Red Dog. I never drank it, but I remember. Rolling Rock uh, was cheapest. Red Dog was cheapest. Little King's Cream Ale, man. Oh, buddy, one of those broke in my buddy's trunk—a forty ounce of it—and we, we may as well have hauled a body somewhere. Oh, nasty! Yes. You ever mess with Mad Dog Twenty Twenty? I I feel like people have had it. It's fruity though, right? Uh, I don't know. I never drank it. That was just real popular in high school. Everybody'd get Mad Dog. But yeah, they had different kinds. They had peach and grape and watermelon. Remember that was very popular. To tie it in here, Mark Harvey asked thoughts on the red eye cocktail, which I'm is that just I'm looking it up. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I thought it was when you drink. Uh red eye cocktail is. So this is what I thought it was, was a beer with Bloody Mary mix. Huh. But this one, uh, 
Red Eye is a cup of coffee with a shot of espresso. No, no, no. Red Eye cocktail. It's beer, tomato juice, hot. Yeah, it's a. It's a it's a Bloody Mary with a beer. Okay. And I have already uh, spoken. I enjoyed the I enjoy the Micheladas. Tomato juice, yeah, and that's beer. The word I was it's good stuff. For. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. These, some people, I guess, it's got a, like a raw egg in it, which I have never done. Mm. This one's tomato juice, vodka, egg, and a can of beer for this one recipe. I've never done the raw egg thing. You ever do that in your hulked out youth? No, no. I remember when I was very little, we went to go visit my great aunt down in South Georgia. We we'd visit her like once every five years, and uh, I was like five or six. And uh, she made us a homemade milkshake and put a raw egg in it. And to this day, I don't know if that was a mistake or that's just how she did it. But uh, she cracked a raw egg into a a milkshake. Then stirred it up. And I drank it. But stirred it up. Yeah, stirred it up. Yeah, yeah. Mixed it in there. And I drank it only because my mom made me. She's like, drink. I was like, you know, trying to be quiet and... But I was like, I, what the hell? How is the, I'm not drinking shit. But so it was like ice cream and milk and a raw egg. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, it just, I don't even know if I remember tasting the actual egg, but just the, the thought of there being a raw egg in my beloved milkshake. I was like, what the hell is this shit? I bet there's some reason it was like protein or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some, what they did back in the Depression. Yeah, some kind of. Get your protein wherever you can. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I no. do, yeah. That might be something like that. Hmm. You never did the Rocky thing. You never just had a raw egg. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I feel like you ever, would. You seem if I if there's anybody in my life that I thought would have done that, <laughs> it would be you. I think you still might, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I might. Um, man, uh, what were those guys' names? Uh, David Van Heusen, Dan Gill. What was their their group well, called? They're, the they're, uh, they're Fringe, Fringe Riders. Riders, and then there were the idiots. <laughs> They're great. I yeah, idiots. Those guys are so funny. But I used to go to their show uh, there in uh, Los Feliz. I think it was every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They uh, they used to do a little thing up top. They'd do little sketches, and they'd all dress up like cowboys. But I remember one night they had a running theme where whatever it was, every time somebody says something, Dave Van Heusen's got to drink a raw egg. And uh, he wound up drinking 14 raw eggs God. in like an hour and a half. That's like, that's just dangerous. That, <laughs> yeah. On stage. He no, just, you know. No way that's good for you. Yeah. Every time, whatever the trigger word was, you know, they'd ring a bell and one of them would run up and crack an egg into a shock or do a, like a rocks glass. And then uh, he'd go up there and, and down it. And uh, by the end of the show, he had, he'd drinking 14 raw eggs. Ugh. Ugh. And I did just say drinking. He had drinking 14 raw He done eggs. drunken them eggs. Mm-hmm. That's all right. You can say it how you want to say it. Um, yeah, but Trixie, we're still on Trixie, right? Yeah, good luck with that. Um, in all seriousness, what, what would be a good thing? I, I mean, I guess, you know, mixed drink, you know, vodka crayon, tequila crayon is what I've been on lately. That's, that's a lot of fun. Like uh, I said, or, uh, I, if you're starting to drink, you got to learn... Learn what you, learn learn about it. It's like a firearm. Learn the lesson. Learn the safety things. It's not actually. It's not like a firearm at all. Make some mistakes. 
Get yourself yeah. a hangover early <laughs> on so you understand the mm-hmm. power of what you're dealing with. You don't want to yeah. get one later on where you're like, yeah, I'll go out with friends and drink. And then all of a sudden you're just throwing up at a Denny's. Been there. Do you still get hungover? When's the last time you were legitimately hungover? Oh, yeah, about once a month. Something will just catch really? me. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think, I think it has something to do with astrology. I'm not really sure why at this uh-huh. point. Yeah. There's been no constant of like, well, I had this instead of this, or I didn't eat. So it's just like, nah, this that, this particular night is going to stick with you. You haven't, you need to, I, I think it's just paying taxes, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pay some taxes. Sometimes your body's like, let's shut That's it down true. for a couple of days, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Toma. If it, well, let me ask, when have you had a hangover? Dude, I haven't had a hangover, seriously, in a few years. And I don't know why, because there, there's some nights, like, well, I guess, I mean, I don't drink as hard as I used to, you know, especially yeah. when you t- take the social uh, context out of it, you know. Yeah. Um, and Katie doesn't drink. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't just sit at home at night and, and drink, you know, 12 beers. But uh, I, there's nights where I still will put... I think uh, an average night for me, not an average night, but if it's like, all right, tonight I'm drinking at home. You know, we're Friday night, we're going to watch some movies, and I'm going to have some drinks. Katie's going to smoke all the weed. Mm-hmm. I'll put, I'll drink half a bottle of, of bourbon or whiskey, half of a 750. Okay. And I think I did the math. I think, I think a 750, that standard bottle, is the equivalent to 15 shots. I was going to say, I'm looking at a 750 of, right now. That's a good, that's a good amount yeah. of booze there, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do seven or eight, you know, like uh, either on the rocks or you know with soda, the occasional you know bourbon and coke or whatever. But uh, I'll I'll knock back seven or eight and and feel fine the next day, like literally feel fine. I I honestly can't remember the last time I was legitimately hungover. So, watch me get plastered tonight. Yeah, knock on wood. But um, yeah, there's I mean yeah, it's been a few years and I remember. Just like, what the fuck? I guess, is it true that, that they become harder the older you get? Like, uh, like a, a hangover I, Like every other injury, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it takes more out of you than if you're hungover at 25. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything else. Like the, the elasticity isn't there anymore. Um, I, oh, the, Nick Toma has a good one. He says, if you were abducted and released on a wealthy man's island where you were hunted like an animal for sport, the most dangerous game... How would you survive, or what would your strategy be? Huh. Okay. Hmm. I think, um... Hmm. I think I just have to kill the hunters. I mean, that's the only way you're going to survive, right? Well, I'm not yeah. going to outrun anybody. Charlie, take it easy. Charlie's excited. Uh, I would just have to... I'd have to turn the tables. I'd have to kill those guys. Because if I'm on an island, you know, it's only only so long I can hide. That's what I'm, I'm trying to think of the kind. Like, what's the island? How big's the island? Is it a cold island, warm mm-hmm. island? Can I stay to the water? Can I stay low like an alligator with just my eyes peeking out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's that? What's that? Uh, like the cover of that movie that got everybody horny back in the '90s. Oh, wild things? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, if yeah. I could just wild, yeah. if I could wild things the whole time out in the water mm-hmm. and monitor where he's moving from the water, I think that'd mm-hmm. be my strategy. 
And then if he yeah. did see me, at least the water would change the trajectory of the bullets. Given that he's hunt, is he hunting with bow and arrow? Is he using a bullet? Is it if it's bow and arrow? Get let me get some planks. Let me get some tree bark or something. Is some sort of rudimentary armor? Mm-hmm. Then go. I mean, then you go into come, uh, predator style. Get some mud on you. Get some camo. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do that. Uh, is it Rambo two or Rambo three technique where? Uh, he puts mud all over himself and and stands up against a, a, a muddy embankment, and then he come he emerges from the mud. Well, that's what I said. That, that was scene? also the predator technique. Was that pre- oh okay? Because predator predator, predator was right. reading the heat signals, and so he covered mm-hmm. himself in the cold mud so he couldn't see him. Ah, oh, that's smart. I think that was just like that, you realize that, looking back though, everybody kind of used this one in a movie. Yeah, I don't know who did it. First. That predator scared the hell out of me because if they can read your heat. Yeah, you know, I don't. Predator I, was horrifying. To be honest, be honest with you, I don't know how accurate that scene is. I don't think a little cold mud's going to cover up your body heat, but that's not for me. Accurate catch. enough that to be killed the predator. That's true. How what much more accurate do you need? Arnold. I don't know how Arnold realistic that, pre- that movie. Arnold was. beat the predator. <laughs> also, that that was like the Man. predator camo when you first were like, oh, it's just kind of like see through. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, anyway, I, that's my technique: stay in the water, wild thing style. Mine is I would have to I'd have to kill the hunters first because I'm not running too far, and there's only so many places I can hide on an island. I take up a lot of space. I, I would fashion. So I would immediately have to kill this guy. I would fashion a voluptuous woman out of some coconuts and palm fronds to lure him away from his task. <laughs> and be like, whoa, what is that? A hot babe over there? And then I'd I'd be in the tree above the fake babe and mm-hmm. drop down on him. Wailing blows. Yet Yeah, the high ground, either extreme high ground or extreme low ground, like you said, you know, down in the water. Um or up in a tree. I, I don't you know what I'd like to do? You know what you don't see much anymore in action movies? The uh, the pit full of sharp branches and, and sticks. I'd like to dig sticks. a pit. Yeah, co- the old punji sticks. Yeah, covered up, covered up with some some leaves and some palm fronds. What was that'd be nice. We've been on the family zoom. We've been watching a lot of classic movies, and we watched the African Queen, which is an old Humphrey Bogart movie. And I think that was oh yeah, that was a technique that was employed there. We also watched Casablanca oh. this week. I've a, never seen that. That was a good. I hadn't seen it either. It was, we were watching it for the family mm-hmm. zooms. Have something to talk about. It's a good movie. As far as you know, you watch uh, an old movie and like, oh, this is where cliches come from. Is Humphrey Bogart's in that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he the one in that? Okay. Yeah, but all, yeah, I get uh, I, I get Casablanca and Citizen Kane confused. Still haven't seen that one. Get those two. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's a good one. Alex Wynn, if you could remove the negative consequences from eating, i.e. no weight, no weight gain or diabetes, no gout if you're Kyle, uh, or drinking, i.e. no hangovers, which would you choose? That's a great question. No negative cons- con- uh, consequences to eating or drinking, which one you choosing? I think I know what both of our answers are. Well, what I... 
I, I don't, I like, I think hangovers exist because you're supposed to check yourself with alcohol. People mm-hmm. lose inhibitions, yeah, they start talking bump. out their ass. Mm-hmm. You need something to be like, hey, man, pump the brakes. You're being a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Eating. Yeah, probably eating, man. Yeah. Probably, probably that. Man, I ate. We went out. We did an outdoor dinner with Rachel's brother the other night. And went And I had. Mm-hmm. They got tater tots at the table. Then I got fish and chips with fries. Just an all fried food. And I had drinks, and I was laying in bed. Man, I could just, I, I was staying awake because I could hear my blood pressure. You ever get that? <laughs> no. You ever get that? It's a combination of, like like I've said, living in a quiet suburb. But it, like how they say, uh-huh. like when people go in these uh, sonically sealed rooms, these sound deprivation rooms, and it's so quiet they can hear their blood pumping, and it drives them crazy, like people can't last in there longer than, you know, half hour, an hour. That's how it was. Huh. That's how it was. I was just laying there listening to my heart trying real hard. Oh, and man. that's where I was like, all right, man, I'm going to buy some low-sodium stuff here. So that'd be a nice non-negative consequence. Because if, if there was no negative consequence, I would just drink soy sauce. <laughs> That's the only reason I have rice is because I can't drink soy sauce. I'm like, all right, give me some rice. Oh, man. Mm. Too much, though. You, you, you ever put too much soy sauce no. on a dish? No. No? <laughs> no such thing? Just tell, I would drink oh. it out of the bottle. I would skeet that stuff into my face if, I, if that was acceptable. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely go with the, uh, the eating. Definitely. I love to eat. There's your answer. Here's one. I may have uh, cut this guy's name off. Uh, I've got Eric Booze. I, I copied and pasted the questions we didn't answer last month, so uh, we'd have a, an guess easier. It's a Garrett. Yeah, probably a Garrett Booze. Uh, this is a good. This is a good one for you, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, can you let us know how to shop for bicycle helmets? What to look for? What are the good brands or brands to stay away from? Love the comedy, the podcast, and the recipes. Thanks. Uh, Garrett what's a or good, what's a good helmet? Or ferret booze. Um, I man, any helmets, any helmets better than no helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, this is the thing. That if you helmets, you're supposed to replace after a year, or if you fall on them at all, really? Supposed, yeah, because apparently, oh, they, they can deteriorate or lose their capabilities. I, I just say any helmets better than no helmet. Um, there. Just wear a helmet. And as I said, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm just going down the street. I'm staying in the suburbs. I don't put a helmet on. When I got the BMX bike, mm-hmm. I wasn't I didn't have a BMX helmet yet, so I wasn't wearing a helmet. I did I have bought one. Um But yeah, there's no if you go to a bike shop and find some a bike shop that's selling them is good. If you're buying them at a Walmart, that's maybe not as good, but it's still a helmet. It's just mm-hmm. you spend more money, I think, for something that. And here's the thing: everybody looks like a dork in a helmet. So get over the get mm-hmm. over. Oh, how's it going to look? It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to look like a dork mm-hmm. in a helmet, but you're wearing a helmet. So once you yeah. let go of the idea that any helmet will look stylish, because they won't, just put the helmet on. So yeah, just wear a helmet, mm-hmm. man. 
I've seen uh, one helmet I do like. I don't know if this is effective, but um, like an old old style motorcycle helmet on a bike. I've seen guys riding those. Oh yeah, or like the like a football helmet with no face mask. Yeah, those those are pretty rad. Yeah, I, like I mean, those. yeah, I got old old school flavor to it mm-hmm. for guys on motorcycles. And they, there used to be old BMX dudes that would wear those too, but they're also very heavy and like you're trying to like turn your head quickly and look around. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Here's a good one. What you got? Uh, this is something I've, I've thought a lot about uh, the last year. Alexander Hackle asked, uh, hey fellas, I've heard it said that comedians view society from the outside and make fun of it for everyone else's for everyone else to enjoy. With all the bullshit 2020 has brought us, do you feel your perspective on comedy has changed? Writing, performing, watching comedy, etc. Um, good question. My, What I worry about a lot is um, whenever we do go back to doing comedy on the regular, uh, how am I... Like, one thing I always try to strive for is to stay away from topics that are overdone. But how's a comic... You know, obviously this last 2020 with COVID and everything that how do you not talk about that? But also how do you talk about it in a unique way? So my choice is like, I'm probably just going to try hard to not talk about it. Cause imagine doing a mic, pretend that everything's back to normal and you go do it. Not even a mic. You could just go do a a showcase show where there's five, 10 comics on the show. I mean, everybody's going to be talking about, COVID in 2020, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think more people are doing comedy, and I think more people that you might see doing it are aware of how it works. So if they're going to do bits about mm-hmm. COVID, they're going to be funny bits. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, we're not really exposed to the freshman class as much anymore with shows that we get booked yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, and even then, I... I, I there, there's, there's one thing to say, like, yeah, everybody's doing a joke about it, so you shouldn't do it. But there's also like, a, oh, we all have a shared experience. Yeah. It's like talking about dating. Yeah, there's there's easy ruts to fall in with that. But then there's your personal experience that's unique to everybody else's, and you can that's mm-hmm. not hack. So. It's also, yeah, it's also I think like that's going to be the challenge. My new bit that I'm, I like is about how I dropped my gun because I had too much moisturizer on my hands, and that is a COVID <laughs> bit because I bought a gun because of what was happening in the world, but also there's a lot of hand uh-huh. sanitizer, and you dried out, so you moisturized, and then I dropped a gun. So technically, that's a <laughs> COVID bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that is going to be a challenge, though, at least for me, too. Because then, if you never do any COVID bits, like it, then that might like if you go up to an hour, you know, this month, and you don't mention anything about what's happened, that might be awkward too. Yeah, I, I man, I think it's some people are going to do it right, some people are going to do it wrong, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think it's it'd be fun to. I think it's going to be fun to see how people processed it, especially the you know the comedians you respect and you know you already know whatever they're taking. There's no hack thing out of them because you want to hear their yeah. point of view on whatever they're going to talk about. So, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. A um, couple more, real quick. Here's a good one, uh, Logan, uh, Dave. You mentioned wrecking a car in a police chase. 
Can you say more about that story? Um, sure. I wrecked several cars when I was a cop. Um, yeah, that, let's see. I chased a guy one time, and then he slammed on the brakes, and I rear-ended him. Um, another time, oh, th- I got in trouble for this. Did cops this, ruin this cars really, more uh, often than we realize? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in, my, in my time, in my four and a half years, uh, both me and, and people I was working with, I bet you I worked 15, 20 car wrecks involving police officers. Um, yeah, it happens a lot. Another time, I, this, this is what I think started putting the, uh, the bad taste in my mouth in terms of the police department. I, uh, I got T-boned one time. Because in the middle of the night, I turned left in front of an oncoming car that had no headlights. Didn't see him. I'm pulling into, I'm going to a call at a trailer park, and uh, I'm yielding for one car. So I'm stopped in the roadway trying to turn left into this trailer park. One car is coming the opposite direction, so I'm yielding to him, and uh, he goes by. And then, to the naked eye, it looked like I had it all clear, and I start to turn, and boom, guy T-boned me. Um... Because he didn't have any headlights, and I got in trouble. I, I can't remember if I got suspended for a couple days. I remember any time you uh, wreck a vehicle, whether you're at fault or not, you have to go in front of some uh, review board, and they, you know, this this panel of uh, county employees uh, come together and, and put everything you did under a microscope to see if you're at fault. And uh, I remember I, I got in trouble for that, and I was like, because technically I didn't yield to an oncoming car. Yeah. And I was like, what about the fucking headlights? Like, how, like, what am I, how am I supposed to defend against that? And I just remember being like, fuck all of you idiots. Well, uh, that guy got in trouble. That guy got a ticket for uh, no headlights and stuff. But in, in, in terms of the, uh, the review board, in terms of policy and stuff, um, yeah, I, I got punished because I technically failed to yield to an oncoming vehicle. Well, that's the fuck. Yeah, if you're if you're waiting to make a left turn and then the light's yellow and you still got to make a left turn out of the intersection and then it turns red and you're ne- still in the intersection, if somebody runs the red light but you hit them because you were trying to make a left turn, it's still your fault because you failed to wait till the intersection was safely cleared. Even though, because yeah. you can't prove the other person ran the red light, I, I, there's no cameras, mm-hmm. but you can prove that you yeah. hit them. Yep, because I know Rachel got into that. That's what I got when I hit that fucking guy because he was mm-hmm. head plowing towards a light that was turning red, and I was in the intersection. I was like, "Fuck this, man! I'm going, I'm going yeah. for it!" And I hit him. Another time, I was um, with a training officer. Um, I don't know if I told this, but like, you're in the academy for like nine months, and then you get out on the street, and for another nine months, you ride every day with a FTO field training officer. So it was during that nine month stretch. And uh, the first couple weeks, he drives or or she, and you ride shotgun, but then eventually they let you start driving and kind of pretending that you're on your own, you know, try to do everything you can without assistance. So I'm I'm in the driver's seat, and uh, we're parked in a church parking lot doing paperwork. Uh, Most of the time, if you ever see a cop uh, just parked somewhere in a parking lot, he's catching up on paperwork most of the time. Um, So, you know, we didn't have any calls for a while. So we're both, we're parked, I'm in the driver's seat, my FTO's in the passenger seat, and we're parked in a church parking lot, and uh, I forgot that I had parked uh, right up against a telephone pole, a big telephone pole in the middle of this parking lot. And uh, I get, we'd, we'd been there, you know, 20, 30 minutes working on stuff, and then we got an armed robbery call. 
like right down the street. So there, there's a handful of calls that you get where immediately the blood starts pumping. You know, armed robbery, uh, you know, armed person, you know, fight in progress, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a few calls where you're like, oh, shit. All right, let's go. And uh, so sitting there doing paperwork, get a call for armed robbery like three blocks away. It's like, oh, man, we're going to catch this motherfucker. We're right here. And uh, crank up the car and hit the gas and just scraped the whole length of the car, scraped it on that telephone pole, <laughs> dented the driver's door. And needless to say, we didn't even get to go. We didn't even get to go to the call. Like my, FT, my training officer was immediately got on the radio and uh, basically articulated that, like, send someone else. We have an issue. <laughs> so not only did I not get to go bust the armed robber, I, I just literally, like, didn't, <laughs> as soon as I moved forward, just, man, just completely <laughs> fucked up the whole side of the car. I, was like, oh, shit. I, I mean, and, and appreciate your honesty mm-hmm. on this. But man, that's not what yeah, I want to hear out of police. Like, yeah, it's just sensory awareness, spatial awareness. Yeah. Yep, got excited. I was watching some video today, like where this just some brat kid. I think probably like I can't judge out, but ten or eleven or something. But this kid just like picking up rocks and throwing them at somebody's car, throwing them at people, and it's a bunch of adults. Like we can't put our hands on this kid, but he's actively destroying mm-hmm. someone's car. Mm-hmm. And then the cops get in there and it's like, I, you know, you, you, you see the clickbait of like police handcuff nine year old girl and then pepper mm-hmm. spray or whatever. And then it's like, all right, it is a very easy headline to get caught up in. But then like one of them's like, well, they're like, well, she's displaying suicidal tendencies, so we had to handcuff her so she didn't hurt herself, and she still wouldn't submit. We needed her to submit for her own good. It's mm-hmm. like, pepper spray it might be horrible, but also maybe it's like, we need you to stop behaving this way because you're a danger to yourself. Yeah. Uh, and a child yeah. could still do harm to anyone. A, a, a kid could still kill a cop. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm you not know, in no way I'm advocating hauling off and beating the shit out of him, but like this kid, like, a neighbor finally was like, just had him on the ground. wasn't hurting him, but like pinned this kid on the ground in this video. Cause it, this kid's like just throwing rocks through windshields and stuff. It was like, okay, yeah. What do you do? Yeah. If you see like 11 or 12 year old kid that you're clearly physically larger than, but they're out there just messing up your shit. I mean, what does a cop do or what does, what is, what do you do as a person? Like you can't hurt them. You shouldn't, but also, you can like, detain them. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't just beat the shit out of them, but even a citizen. Like, if, if there's a nine-year-old out there bashing my windshield in, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to put hands on him. I'm going to detain him. Yeah. I, we had uh, one time. I got kicked in the head, uh, in the back of a head, by, a, like, a 13-year-old one time. I got kicked We're, in the head. <laughs> I remember... Because uh, uh, I caught the guy, and then I, I had that same moral dilemma of, like, do I, I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of this. Oh, wait, he's a kid. Um, there was, like, a small riot at, at this apartment complex where, like, literally about 30 teenagers fighting each other. And uh, we all roll up. There's, like, five or six cops. We roll up, uh, try to get the aggressors, you know, and people are scattering. And uh, this one guy, I saw this one guy hit a kid in the knee with, like, a pipe. 
Damn. So I tackled this kid. I tackled him and uh, wrestled the pipe out of his hand and detained him. And while I'm wrestling him, another kid came up and just football kicked the back of my fucking head. And then my partner saw that and, and, and grabbed that guy, and we got the initial guy detained. And then I'm dealing with it. And he's like, Stone, this is the guy that kicked you. Like, you know, yeah. that instinct of like, hey, we got him. Let's let's kick his ass. And yeah. Fortunately, I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, react on that kid. But, yeah, just thud right in the back of the fucking head by like, like a little, like, 90-pound 13-year-old. Well, and it's a difference of, like, I, you know, all the police brutality and shit, which I'm not on the side of cops really at all, but mm-hmm. also understand that if somebody swung at you and then you just have to be like, nah, no repercussions. But that's what it takes. You want to be a cop, you have to not yeah. want to beat the shit out of them back. One of the most shocking things I saw on that uh, Capitol riot thing last month, um, I mean, all of it was shocking, but there was that one scene, I don't know if you saw it, where there were cops uh, standing in front of like that last door before, they, they were trying to get into that one main room or whatever, and there were cops standing there. There was like only two cops standing there in that whole crowd, and then the guys in the front row were punching the window around the cop. I don't know if you saw that. Like, the cop's standing there, and this guy's throwing heavy punches, not at the cop, but, like, punching the window right by the cop. And that cop wasn't even flinching. Like, kudos to that guy for not overreacting. But also, like, I'm not going to just stand there and let you punch no, that's the thing. Why would everything around me. They No, they weren't reacting at all. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. What, they shot one lady who's like, oh, your gun's drawn and I'm still charging at you. Fucking yeah, you dumbass! Of course you got shot, you fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I'm trying to think if I, 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 I know I wrecked at least three times. Uh, two of them were not my fault. That one, the the telephone pole in the church parking lot, totally my fault. But <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, let's uh, let's dip. Let's dip on one more. Let's see. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Sam Cosb. Hey, boys, y'all had Patterson Hood on before. I'd love some more musician guest. Who would y'all like to have on? Personally, I'd love to see Neil Fallon from Clutch come on talk about cryptids with y'all. Mm-hmm. I would love that, too. Neil Fallon would be cool. Uh, Sturgill Simpson would be nice. Is Fallon, is he cool. into it? Yeah, I think he's, uh, I mean, a lot of Clutch's lyrics have, not a lot, but some, they've talked about uh, Yeti. They got a song called The Yeti. Uh, they've got songs about conspiracy theories and that oh, yeah. uh, self-titled album. I know he talks um, about it. Yeah. But but yeah, whether or not he believes a lot of the stuff. I mean, you'd have to think he has some interest in it, you know, to write about Sometimes, it. Sometimes, yeah, you know. it's just a, it's subject matter aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he'd be a good guest. Sturgill, Sturgill's, uh, Sturgill doesn't, I don't think Sturgill would be a great guest in terms of personality. He doesn't like to talk a lot, but he he is into some cool shit. Like he's, uh, he studies a lot of, you know, stuff about space and he's big into yeah. mushrooms and shit like that. So he'd, he'd be interesting if you could uh, get him to open up a little bit. He's pretty reserved. I think Tom DeLong, what about, Tom what about DeLong would be side? good. Tom DeLong is, yeah. is really going <laughs> fully into it. Yeah, he's leaned hard into it. Of all the dudes. Any other musicians um, that you can think of that would be into any of this stuff? 
I don't know. I feel like yeah. on the countryside, you get a lot of people that are into legends and folklore, so you might have a better, yeah, better pool from which to draw from there. As far as like the government's yeah. out to get you type shit, you might have the punk rockers there. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird to hear like uh, Fat Mike from No Effects <laughs> and how he's just. Sometimes I think that dude's more about like just still trying to shock people. Which trying mm-hmm. to sh- trying to be punk rock and shock people by being punk rock, I don't think is possible anymore. If anything, yeah. to shock them, you have to go and move into the conservative sector, which is what Ben Weasel did. <clears throat> and that's if you, oh, yeah. I think, if you want to stay punk rock and scare people, well, now everything's not everything, but it's so much more open minded with the scene that. To, you have to shock the scene is become opposite of it, which is what Ben Weasel did. He's a dick. He makes, I mean, he does articulate his points. I'm not saying I agree with it, but he articulates the points that he wants to make in an interesting manner. He's interesting to listen to. I'm not agreeing with what he says, but did he got in trouble for punching a lady at a show? Yeah, he was. Uh, they were playing South by Southwest, and somebody was like throwing ice at him. And from the audience, woman, and he's he's all about like fair, everything's fair play. He's like, you keep throwing ice at me, I'm gonna punch you. She did, and he did. But then the venue owner came by. That's okay. This is where like that's where it's like, all right, yeah, you never hit a woman. What if a woman's hitting you? Same question about the kid type thing. When does it mm-hmm. just turn into like, wait a minute, here's some fair turnaround. Of, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Burr's joked about it too, but like the idea that someone could walk around like what a woman might walk around thinking like, oh, if she won't get in trouble, she starts hitting a dude because the mm-hmm. rule is dudes can't hit women back. And then it's like, well, like it's proven time and time again. And if you're just sitting there wailing on a guy and he's trying to not do anything and is finally like, you know what? I'm going to put a stop to this. Yeah. What did you expect? But I well, don't think I, I don't think that's what that. happened in the Ben Weasel situation. I think what happened there was yeah. he was being fucking Ben Weasel, being contrarian punk rock, be like, I'll punch a woman, then did punch a woman, and then the venue, whoever was running the venue or stage manager, who was also a woman, came over to like put a stop to it, and he just turned around and swung at her without looking at it. Whole band quit, and uh, he's uh, a, 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 a wanted to be a villain, wants to be contrarian, yeah. and he got it. Now he's contrarian, and everybody thinks he's a dickhead. Except for, you know, I'm sure weird shithead alt-right type dudes. <clears throat> there's still old fa- there's still old timer, old fashioned folks in punk rock. It is not the progressive movement that people might think it is. So, is he alt-right? Like you were talking about his, I, him articulating his point. I, I, he has some conservative points. Very conservative points, I and mean, I think he just uh. he just is. Uh, Sticks with the, uh, uh, he's going to defend old white men. Not in a racist way, but in a way of like, you know, the whole thing is thinking something's being taken away from you and it's not, but he had an issue at Warp Tour because somebody was protesting the Dickies, calling them like just old and like out of touch old men because they were like, had like, 
dicks on stage or something, and so it wasn't a safe <laughs> space for people because they were like singing about dicks or something. And he's yeah. like, "Well, fine, you're ageist, and that's also exclusionary by not allowing people of a certain age group to participate." It's like, this is where Ben Weasel's interesting. That is a point to be taken. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I agree with it, but the guy can argue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know he uh, leaned that way. I knew about that incident with the woman, but I didn't know yeah, his ideology was that. He is stuck in being a contrarian shithead. So anybody tough, else tough in, in the punk world, uh, right wing? Uh, uh, there's about right wing, about but just like who's just dudes just getting old. Yeah. Just dudes getting old and not the same thing as anybody else that are like, oh, things are changing and I don't know how to deal with it, so I'm going to say it's mm-hmm. wrong. Hmm. All right. Well, good times, buddy. Um, yeah, we got through most of these. There's a few we didn't get to, but, uh, you know, course of two months, we, we we nailed the majority of these, so good good job. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the, for the uh, questions. Thanks for the support. We yeah. certainly appreciate it. We sure I, do. Uh, I know. I know we're redundant on this, but it's sincere. We certainly appreciate the shit out of you. Certainly do. So um, you got friends, shit. We're word. gonna appreciate it out of you. That's right, man. <laughs> all right, buddy. Uh, good work. I guess I'll. Uh, we'll talk next week on the uh, regular episode. Hell yeah, man! Don't crash any cars now that you get your license back. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be careful out there. To, uh... Department doesn't cover that one. That's that's your daily driver. That's yours. Exactly. Ta- taxpayers aren't going to cover if you run that one into a pole. That's true. All right, buddy. All right, man. You uh, go get rad today. Oh, getting rad if with you an can. instant pot. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let, let me know how that turns out, man. That I sounds will. good. I will. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, guys. We'll talk to y'all uh, next month. Thanks again, patrons. We love you. Giddy up.